Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a wonderful Thursday Let's see, what is it, April 28th? Yeah, Thursday, April 28th, just a couple days left in April. The LA Galaxy trying to finish off April undefeated. Chance to win against Real Salt Lake coming up would extend to a three-game winning streak, something they haven't done in a very long time, actually, at least a couple years. Uh, They also have a chance of staying undefeated in a month, expanding it to six games, five if you count the U.S. Open Cup. Five, if you don't want to count it, if they extend it against RSL. So a lot of things coming up with that. We're going to talk about some of the food at the stadium. We're going to talk about, uh, let's see, CONCACAF Cup, right? The CONCACAF Champions Cup. So way back in the day, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, and then the U.S. Open Cup and that game that it's already sold out coming up against Cal United Strikers FC. So a lot to get to, a lot of things to do to help me do all that. He's back in the saddle. He's at home, though, so that means he's, like, further east. Then he norm yeah. I mean, normally we get you when you're west, but now you're east. You know what I mean? It's the Portuguese hammer, Mr. Eric Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? I'm west. I'm east. I'm I'm everywhere. I'm I'm all over the place. And that's one thing. You know, I've been in Texas for over a year now. Don't have a saddle, so I can't get back in the saddle without technically having a saddle. So, uh, you know, well, I'll have to get that sorted out. I got the cowboy hat, but I don't, don't have the saddle yet. Are, are you planning on purchasing a saddle? I mean, absolutely is, not. It, no. I, I, do no. you, are you going to get like the wooden sawhorse and you're going to like ride it? <laughs> Well, well, funny, funny enough, I, li- I live in like a, it's a golf cart community. And so I've been trying, you know, h- holding off on getting the golf cart. So I might get the golf cart before and maybe I'll, maybe put, I'll attach the saddle on top of the golf cart. Yeah. Or, or that, have it pulled, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. That's the, that's the answer. I wanted you to know that as you were working that out in your head, I'm like, no, attaching the saddle to yeah. the golf cart is the correct <laughs> answer in this particular case. Uh, Very good. good. Times. Yeah. Not too I, bad. I heard, yeah. I heard, here we're having a tough night and we're, we're up against NFL draft uh-huh. and we're up against Chicharito streaming. So, you know, we're really, we're really have a tough audience. We're, we're, we're you know, fighting for, for, for eyeballs here. I th- I like how all the people just left now because they're all like, wait a minute, Chicha's streaming. We're out of here. <laughs> See you later. Um, what, what's Chicha? You know, he's like a professional streamer now, right? You saw he's that on like, a team. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, yeah. I didn't bring that news, uh, breaking news, but yeah, he's, he's part of a official squad now. Yeah, he's a uh, Call of Duty is his uh, is his poison, I believe. So fun times. All right, good deal. Somebody says you need to get a mule first before you can get a saddle. FYI, does your backyard big enough for a mule? 
it is not big enough for a mule. It's it's barely big enough for my two wiener dogs and my Boston Terrier. So gotcha. All right. You know. Very good. Maybe I'll get them a saddle. Very good. Hey, a uh, little uh, $10 super chat to start it off from uh, Jonathan out in, uh, I think, Colorado. Jonathan, I think got that right. Uh, putting the money towards my pilot recurrent training for the COG private jet. Yeah, when we get the COG private jet, uh, Jonathan's going to fly it for us. Perfect. So, so no problem. Love I don't. I, I, would, I would like to fly, but I also like to drink. And drinking and flying don't mix, Eric, just like drinking and driving well, don't mix. But even more so. Um, there's sure. like even stricter Isn't rules. Isn't there autopilot? I, f- I feel like you're better, right? Aren't you better off being drunk on a plane? Are you driving a car? I mean, probably some in there's some ways. There's a second pilot. Right? In, in I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a professional. Not not in aviation. So do not take my advice. I, I just need to say that for legal reasons. I I, I don't want to like let any secrets go here, but flying is easier than driving a car in many <laughs> ways. All right. There's a lot of button pushing and sitting back and watching stuff happen in front of you. You're just supposed to be monitoring it, and so therefore you're supposed to be paying attention. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah I'd rather I'd rather have my pilot with a few cocktails than uh, someone who gets behind the wheel of a golf cart. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Already had that problem in your neighborhood. Yeah. As, oh, so. Absolutely, that's why I don't have one yet. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. wife's like, absolutely not. Did you see what happened with everybody? <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, LA Galaxy still coming off that one nothing win over uh, Nashville. What do, I, I mean, we haven't talked to you about it. What do you think of uh, <laughs> uh, the win over Nashville? It was it was a 2022 LA Galaxy performance where there was you know domination walking away that they, it was a fully deserved three points. They deserved to win that game. But man, it was like pulling teeth. They just did not capitalize on their chances. And, you know, it was great to see Dayon finally, you know, kind of break the silence and, and get the stadium erupting. I think some people were talking early on in the chat before our show even started that they're still buzzing after that in the stadium. And I just take this opportunity to say, you know, all the sellouts that the Galaxy have had this season, kudos to them for getting butts in the seats mm-hmm. and for the crowd that's showing up. I mean, I have FOMO. Anyway, because obviously I'm not, I'm not in the area. I can't go to games like I used to. But seeing it packed and seeing the crowd get into it and seeing the place erupt and seeing the Lars lift and everything happen. I mean, it's it really makes you want to be there and want to be a part of the magic. So kudos to the Galaxy for starting to get, you know, that that audience back in the building. So that aside, keeping the audience happy. Uh, I think the other big story and everyone's talking about it is, is Kevin Cabral. The Kevin Cabral Haters Club, you know, get, gets more and more members every game. And it, it's it's one of those tough things because you and I have both said, you say it all the time, he's a frustrating player to, wa- to watch. And the reason why he's frustrating is because he does things right. And it's like, okay, well, there's, there's obviously talent there. So why can't he just, you know, there's enough talent to control the ball, enough talent and speed to get in on goal, but he just doesn't have that part where he actually puts it in the back of the net. So that's the frustrating thing with it. If he was just a lunk and just couldn't run, if he was slow, didn't have handles and, and, you know, couldn't shoot the ball, then it's like, okay, let's just get this guy off the field, cut our losses. But he does well enough to where he gets the trust of Vanny and he looks like he can do something, but he's just not getting it done. It's just not good enough. And so I think the criticism that he's getting is justified. Uh, he booing in the stadium that people have different opinions on that. I, th- I know you were saying that, you know, you can vote with your voice. If, if you're unhappy, you can boo and you're, that's, you're welcome to, to yell as much as you'd like, but, uh, it, it's, you can also break a player's spirit by doing by that. Oh, so yeah. I see people going against that. Like, Hey, he's a galaxy player. We want him to do well. You know, we shouldn't be booing our players in our home stadium. I understand that point of view, but to that same token, the criticism is warranted. You know, you look at the stats that he's had. He's played 439 minutes. Uh, he played eight games. He started six games, and he's been subbed off six times. So every game that he's started, he's been subbed off. He's 22 years old, whereas Chicharito, you know, he's had played eight games. He's only been subbed off three times. So Chicharito, 33-year-old, 
is staying on the field longer. He's being trusted more. Um, you know, you look at the goals, obviously 0% conversion rate because he has no goals. He also has no assists. That's another thing that's concerning. Look at someone comparable, uh, you know, in a winger position or, or in that role. Douglas Costa, you know, has more shots uh, in fewer minutes and fewer games. Uh, when you look at the passing rate, kind of unfair yeah. to compare Douglas Costa to, to Kevin Cabral, <laughs> but, though. Like, can, but, can you compare to like Grant Sear to Cabral? Because that's a more like well, for that's, like. That's what I'm getting. To, the point I'm getting is Douglas Costa not afraid to shoot. You know, he, he'll let it fly and he's getting it going. But then I think where you're getting at is the the comp is Samuel Grant Sear, who's only played 313 minutes, has a better passer rating. Uh, you know, more ten, You know, technically doesn't have the goal because you know one of them was an own goal but in in goal creation and kind of key passes he's really outplaying cabral and mm-hmm. i we've had that argument you know hey just swap dayon dayon deserves the goal swap him for cabral but the real swap is swapping cabral for grand sir and that's and, that's the like and, for like and, and greg vanny has it, already really done that and greg yeah, has happened ar- the last couple yeah games. the last couple games the only reason that, that cabral got the start in there is listen dayon is never going to be i think a 90 minute starter nor is he would he have started that game because uh, Greg actually talked about it today. It was funny. Um, it, well, it wasn't funny. He was asked the question, yeah. but it was it was good. Damian Calhoun it's asked a, the question. It's a topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah, and Greg knows it, and he's like, yeah, of course. And whenever you have you know a player who scores a goal and then comes on to the and talks to the media and says, I deserve more more than five <laughs> minutes. He goes, he goes, you know, I'm not happy. You know, the whole deal. Um, and by the which, way, he he wasn't good. disrespectful. Yeah, which he wasn't disrespectful. He's like, yeah. of course. He goes, I always want more minutes. You know, the whole deal. Yeah. And, and and Greg said, yeah, everybody wants more minutes. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, it's the whole deal. He had some criticisms uh, of Dayon that he that he put in there. But he goes, but he goes, I was so happy for him. He goes, listen, Dayon got more minutes than he's ever gotten um, last week because he played um, what almost ninety minutes or or yeah. you know seventy minutes or something like that in the Open Cup game, and then he played you know last thirteen minutes or whatever it was uh, for in the Nashville game. So like he's like he got more minutes than he ever did and he showed that he should yeah. get more minutes he goes but the problem with day on and i think you saw it more in the open cup than anything the problem with day on is that and the criticism that he leveled on him was that when the galaxy have a lot of possession day on tends to drift into positions that are not dangerous right and he basically said mm-hmm. He needs to stay involved for 90 minutes if he's going to be in there. He needs to stay involved and find places that even when we have possession, that he's still dangerous, that he's still being able to do it. And when you look at the Nashville game, I mean, Greg came out and said it one after the Nashville game and two said it again today, which was, hey, listen, I was hesitant to put him into that game because we had so much possession because I wasn't I didn't want him to just go up and occupy a position up there and not be able to do anything with it. He goes, so he goes and then. When I did put him in, I put him in this like semi half space wide position, which wasn't a winger, but it wasn't a forward. It was sort of in between it. And he goes, and I figured that there might be enough space for him to get the ball and get the ball facing goal. And that would hurt. And he goes, and it worked out. He goes, but if Dayon's in the center of that formation and gets that same pass, he doesn't have that same angle and he can't do the same thing. He goes, so he goes, it was about specific positioning within the Nashville game in order to get him to where he was. Which, if you haven't heard that show, listening to Vanny explain that sub, and I know you went, went on about it, it's, it was really kind of fascinating because, you know, Dayon almost came on sooner. So to your point, you know, Dayon, when the Galaxy has a lot of possession, he's not as dangerous. The Galaxy, when they have a lot of possession, run into this issue. We know each team that they play that sets up in a defensive front, the Galaxy are a counterattacking team 
that thinks they're a possession team. You know, whenever they have possession, it's actually when I'm nervous. It's good that they're dominating matches and they're holding it, but they just don't have that killer, that final run that's making it in on goal and and punishing teams uh, for sitting back and defending. That's what the Galaxy is missing. But when the Galaxy are able to counter, they are able to counter with speed with Cabral, with Grand Sur, and then when Edwards moved forward and when Araujo was able to overlap, that's when the Galaxy are truly dangerous. And so uh, that's kind of the double-edged sword. Yeah, the Galaxy, great holding on to possession, but what do you do with that? You know, and do you risk that giving up some of that possession in order to make yourself more dangerous on the counter? I, I don't think that's a great strategy either. You don't want to do that. If you're able to possess, then you want to possess. But uh, it just gets a little bit tricky. I, I just got to shout out Jonathan again in the chat, uh, you know, saying Cabral is a taller Boateng, all speed, no finish. There's some of that. I could see that, but uh, Boateng was not a DP, and that's what that's what stings a lot of people right now. He's also a young DP, and everybody yeah. wants to pretend like that doesn't matter, that it's still a DP, and I get it. Um, but the Galaxy made that decision to make, to get a young DP. Yeah. And so you know that you have a guy who's not a finished product, right? And so um, you can look at other young DPs throughout the league and say, yeah, even with that, Cabral's still sort of falling a little bit behind of where some of those guys were. But it took... It took people uh, a little while as young DPs to sort of develop into the players they were. I think one of the one of the comparisons that somebody was trying to put is like Brian Rodriguez whenever mm-hmm. he came in with uh, with LAFC and what he was trying to you know do. And eventually he did find some form and some success there. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's been a massive success, right? And it's yeah. certainly not along it's not along the terms of Vela whenever you're doing it. Yeah. And so I don't think you're going to expect Kevin to be along the terms of. Uh, you know, Costa or Chicharito, but he does need to produce yeah. and him getting kicked to the bench is fine. That's what should happen. He needs yeah. to fight for it. The whole deal. I, I want to get back to this though. There's two things. Um, one is the, the, you sort of talked about the conversions. Uh, you talked about Cabral's conversion rate, right? And the whole deal, but the galaxy's conversion rate and Kevin brought it up on Monday's show and sort of yeah. said, you know, the galaxy are like, you know, one of the lowest teams in conversion rates. And I said, you know, that probably has to do more with shot selection than anything else and not necessarily conversion. Correct. The galaxy are taking, and you can see it in XG because if you look at the XG, the expected goals, right. Um, for the LA galaxy, I think they're at like, 10 point something and they've scored nine. Right. And so like, it's real close. They basically, when they get good chances in areas, they are finishing their shots. They're not getting a lot of those. And the shots they are taking are from long range or from tight angles for all the things that don't get you these high expected XG. So Greg talked about them not converting chances. And I was like, you, I'm in my mind. I'm like, if you look at the numbers, you really haven't created all that many really dangerous chances. That's a problem, too. (laughs) Yeah, and that goes back to the shots on target. And I think Kobe Jones said as much uh, on the broadcast. I remember even calling this out. I said he was spot on. The Galaxy, when they push forward, and it feels like when they should take a shot, they make the extra pass. They dead lasso it. And when they, you know, should pass, it's like they're taking a shot, booting it right into a defender's shin guard. And so it's almost like if they flip-flop it, if, you know, we see some of those runs, we talked about it with Edwards, you know, makes those cuts in the box and he just holds on to it for just a little bit too long. I think some of the players get a little bit too cute and maybe there's even a little bit too much deferring to Chicharito and wanting to force feed him the ball and they're trying to, you know, give all those extra passes instead of having taking an open look while it's there or, or, or while they're in the box and then other opportunities where, uh, you know, maybe they look like they're covered or there's three defenders in front of them and then you see a player just let loose and, and let fly. So I think you're absolutely right. The the chances, they are getting in the position to take the chances, but it doesn't seem like they're taking the right chances, right. which to the Cabral point, I, and this is kind of counterintuitive, 
I don't think he'd be getting as much hate if he wasn't in the positions that he was putting himself in. So he's actually doing well enough to get himself hated, which is kind of a weird, <laughs> a weird, a weird place to be in. No, Cr- no one's happy about Christian that. Miles said that uh, Cabral is is routinely quote unquote the best player on the field, right? In terms of like, yeah. they, but he can't finish, right? And everybody was like, I don't know about best player on the field. The whole deal is like, well, if you look at his xG and his expected goals, he usually finishes with the highest expected, which yeah, again comes from the frustration. I get it, hundred yeah. uh, percent. By the way, shout out to uh, Joey for the five dollar super chat. He says, thank you for keeping this FedEx driver entertained when he does his deliveries, and he says. This is my first time on a live show. So thank you, Joey. We appreciate nice. that. Welcome. Thank welcome. Thank you. Thank you for delivering packages. Uh, I FedEx visits my office at least once a day. So it's always nice to uh, to see them pulling up. I like it whenever the FedEx guys and the UPS guys like pull up at the same time. Like, do they like gun the engines <laughs> at the like corner? Like, I see you. Are there like fights between? There has like, to be like a softball league or a kickball right. league. They, they, they have to they have to go out. You've seen the one where they race each other, right? It nope. goes Amazon and USPS. Uh, in the, the postal service, they, they show up at the same time and they're getting a foot race and someone's ring camera captured it. It's good yeah. times. It, it's going to yeah, be, I'm uh, on TikTok way too much. <laughs> me, you and me both, buddy. You and me both. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to give you this. This is a lengthy answer from Greg Vanny. I think it's important just again, so that way everybody can understand. A lot of times I feel like you guys aren't listening to Greg whenever he talks about day on or when he talks about Kevin or he talks about anybody else after games or in these media calls And you have to understand that my opinions are shaped by listening to what Greg says. Now, you can disagree with Greg. Um, I would say that anybody who disagrees with Greg in the Nashville game is a crazy, crazy person because he got the tactics 100% right. Uh, Even waiting to bring day on worked out for him very well. And he was worried about sort of where it was going to go. And... I think that if they score that goal any earlier with Dayon where he is, they have a harder time on the defensive side, which is what he was uh, he was worried about. Uh, Anthony, by the way, a $20 super chat. Thank you for that, Anthony. He says, first live show. Love you guys. 2019, 2020, 2021. Uh, season I was living in Louisiana. Now I'm back in California and loving this LA Galaxy team. Do you see, Eric? Do you this see how it works? You come back. That's well, that's not out of the realm of possibility. There's there's you come back, a path Eric. Back. Yeah. That's the end goal. You okay. know, <laughs> I'll just, I just so shout say. out to Anthony for joining us for another another first timer. So again, once again, the hammer was wrong. I thought we were going to have a tough audience because we were fighting Chicharito in the NFL draft, and here we are. It's, we're, we're, it's we're five guys who've never listeners. listened before, really. That's what it is. It's five guys who've never <laughs> yeah, listened but before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. but still. Uh, here is uh, Greg Vanny talking today, answering uh, Damian Calhoun's question whenever he talked about getting day on more minutes and sort of you know what, what he can do there. Uh, so here's Greg's answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an outstanding finish for day on. Um, I think... Uh, he should want more minutes. I hope he keeps pressing for more minutes and showing. Uh, you know, this week he actually had more minutes than he had had in any previous week because he got a midweek game for 75, 80 minutes in the uh, in the the Open Cup game. Uh, I think probably just and he, he took his opportunity. Uh, so uh, he'll he's going to have more minutes because we have a lot of games coming up in the month of May. Plus, you know, finding good times for him to get into these games uh, that we have. Finding ways for him to, you know, to come on, and at times like we did this week, in certain the image of certain games to get him on with Javier is also something that we can look at. Look, part of the reason it worked this weekend is we had so much possession in their half of the field, and uh, and they had so many guys deep in the back. Uh, they had five guys across the back line. We could afford to put another attacking player on in the image of the game. You know, one of the things that we talked about with with Dayon is. 
when we have a lot of possession, sometimes it's difficult for Dayon to find space and for him to get on the ball, and he tends to float around in areas where he's not dangerous. It's so um, in this particular game, I was a little hesitant to put him on like up high because I think he's struggled to find opportunities. So we put him on in a position that was slightly wider, uh, and he was almost like a winger who was tucked into a position where he could then face forward whenever he got the ball and face the goal. And so. It ended up working out because the touch that he got that he finished, you know, if he's playing central striker, I'm not sure if he gets to face the goal like that, whereas when he's coming from that slightly wider position in this scenario, he's he's now facing the goalie. One touch is, finishes it to the back post. So it's trying to find, again, it's it's the moments, it's the scenario, but he's been great. Uh, he's working hard in training. Um, his opportunities are going to continue to come. He, he's, you know, I, it's striker's mentality is not to be patient. Uh, so I appreciate that he wants more minutes. I get that, and uh, and more minutes are going to be in his future for sure. There's, like I said, we have I, we have optimistically seven games coming up in the month of May, along with the game this weekend. Uh, there's going to be lots of opportunity for everyone to to make a difference and have an impact. All right, there we go, little Greg Vanny. So, uh, you know, he's talking about seven games. He's expecting, I think, two Open Cup games within that month, wow. if, if I'm correct uh, on all that, because it's five. I think they have five in the in the month uh, total, and then they're adding six already with Cal United Strikers, and then they go into seventh if there's another one um, that pops up there. Um, so, yeah, okay. it was it was it was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Chester did has the joke of the day so far. Uh, my frozen burrito got more minutes in the microwave than Dion did and the day on did. So very good, Chester. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and then go I'll also say, sorry, it's, again, it's off the rails, which is what I do. But uh, Darren K said MLS Super Draft is greater than the NFL draft. No, that's uh, one, Darren. One day, Darren, check, check <laughs> yourself, fun, Darren. No fun story. Uh, my connecting flight this week was in Vegas and there's a bunch of people in football jerseys and I'm like, why it's, it's, you know, it's April. Why are there people in football jerseys? Right. right. And then I realized, Oh, the NFL draft, but people got in football jerseys to fly to the draft to cheer on their team at the draft. And it just makes you, you know, we are very niche with MLS and kind of the audience that you get. The fact that there are fans going just to the draft, uh, it's kind of incredible. So, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we're going to get to a point where, you know, fans are flying just to see the right. U.S. Open Cup draw or just to see the draft. But we're not there yet. Well, again, to sort of keep going on what the chat room is saying in uh, the, the end, which is uh, this person's screen name, uh, the end says, I feel it's harsh to criticize Dayon for his positioning. He thrives on service and our midfield doesn't always provide. So he obviously gets frustrated and tries to get involved. Yes and no. The whole deal here is, and you, I know fans always know best. Listen, it happens in all sports. Uh, you know, everybody wants to see, every baseball team wants to see the rookie play. Put the rookie in. He's better. Let's put the rookie in. The whole deal. It's the same in the NFL. You were just talking about the NFL. Yeah. Put the backup quarterback in. He'll be better. You got to put the backup quarterback in, right? Like, you know, they start <laughs> yeah, changing the backup's the name. Yeah. And like, hold it. Well, it's, look, Kevin Cabral, put Put in Grand Sur. Put, put in, in Grand yeah. Sur. I mean, you know, but that, hey, by the way, Grand Sur for sure. I mean, that's right now I'm starting Grand Sur. If you want to know my, my best 11, it's Grand Sur is out there. Um, how you morph that that formation into the latter stages of a game, depending on possession, depending on all these things. Listen, I think the Galaxy are going to have a good chance to have a lot of possession against RSL, um, which is going to be an interesting sort of way to take it because RSL is at home. But 
I, you know, I'm, we'll get into it, but I'm not a big believer in what they've been doing lately. And so there's a chance that we could very well see the Galaxy in a very similar situation where they have a lot of possession. It's in the second yeah. half. They're trying to score. RSL's trying to play a low block. Now, RSL will definitely counterattack more than anybody that the Galaxy have played in recent days. And um, RSL has burned us with that in with, the past as absolutely well. Absolutely burned it. And and so you, you see it. But what I'm saying is there's there's going to be chances. Dayon's going to get playing time. Now, I, I guess I really upset some people. Well, I didn't upset people who actually listen to the podcast. The people who just go off of um, whenever I type up like an intro to it and say, oh, so you want Dayon to play more minutes? Well, then you better start pulling Chicharito off the field. By the way, 100% justified. That is correct statement, which means that you should be winning games. You should be in well, games and you yes. should be pulling Chicharito in the 75th minute and letting Dayon get 15 minutes to clean it up. But in a nil-nil draw or a one-one draw, mm. do you want Chicharito out there or do you want Jovalich out there? It I depends. want Chicharito out there. It depends. I on, think I, I I want Chicharito. He has that that knack for finding the back of the net, of, and so of that's course. that that's that's why Chicharito hasn't been subbed out as much, and so that's where you run into that issue. And then just going back to to Vanny defending his position, that's exactly what he's doing as well. Dayan said he wants more minutes. Vanny's not going to say. Yeah, well, he's right. I, I should have given him more minutes. I messed up. No, Vanny's going to say there's a reason why he's going to double down on his reasoning why he's not doing it. He's going to, you know, and I don't, he's not overly defensive about it. It wasn't no. like he was weird about it. But, of course, he's going to say, listen, <laughs> he, he may want more minutes, but I'm the coach and I'm going to tell you why not. So I don't think Vanny was doing that to be critical of Dayon. I think he was defending his his stance as the head coach and you can criticize that but the one thing that vanny has that none of us have not me not you not any of the fans over here is watching day on train um and you know they train with two forwards up top on occasion to sort of see how it goes and you know that greg is like no because he's very hesitant to go to it mm-hmm. uh even in this case he tries to split day on out wider to get him out of the way what is the biggest thing we've seen anytime those two have come in together is that they cover each other's runs yeah. and they're in the, operate in the same space you can't do that Right. And so you may want day on to play as much, but if they, he can't figure out in the training and if they can't work in on a training and they can't figure it out during those times, then you can't do that in a game. And see, Greg has the ability to look at that and say, no, because I know what I see in training and that's not what it is. So for a while, Greg gets some leash on this to yeah. go ahead and play. And by the way, he used him perfectly again in Nashville. So again, what are you complaining about? We'll get day on more minutes. People right now are willing to sacrifice. They're willing to sacrifice defense for offense, right? That's a dangerous game to play when you're the LA galaxy right now, because the defense has been the star of 2022 so far. It's one of those, the the grass is always greener on the other side. And the the last point that we'll make with, with Jovalich is someone mentioned it in the chat earlier is when he got the minutes in the open cup game, he didn't exactly set the world on fire either against a USL opponent. You know, and I, I've we had this conversation. I think we had it off air. I don't think I, I talked about it on the podcast, but I was, you know, a little bit jealous. I want the Galaxy when they play San Diego Loyal, when they play, you know, California United Strikers FC United City. When they play these teams, they should be able to put a bunch of goals on these teams because they're a tier above these teams. And so they didn't do that against San Diego Loyal, which Loyal, you know, give them credit and give Landon Donovan and his squad you know, some credit there, but the galaxy should be able to put more goals on there and they weren't right. able to do that. So right. Dion had an opportunity to impress and earn that opportunity and he didn't. So, uh, again, small sample size. He got, There's bad. Gonna he be got a bad, lot of, he got bad service in that game. Well, I'll, I'll say that well, I was look, there, well, but yeah, that's look at that's the roster. He didn't have uh, a compliment of starters giving them that service, which is totally fair. And, but I think over time we're going to be able to see, 
he's going to get more opportunities, to your point. And, and see, there's still people in the chat room, apparently, who don't understand that Cabral and Jovalich don't play the same position. All right? And this is the last time. They do not play the same position. You put them in and swap them for each other, you have a defensive issue. Greg talks about it. You can see it on the field. Jovalich does not play defense. The only reason that Greg brought him into this game was because they had so much possession, they weren't worried about the defensive side of things. That's why they do it. So whenever you say Cabral is his pick, no, Cabral isn't his pick right now. Grant Sir is his prick. That's who's getting the starts in most of these big games. And the only reason they went to a two forward sort of set system against Nashville was that they knew they were going to have a five man back line. They knew what they saw against Chicago. And so they wanted the ability to try to break in behind that. Dayon gives you very little of that in a long space. Cabral can fill a little more of that in. So, yeah, um, that's and with with yeah. how much Edwards moves forward as well, that I'll, that's that's part of it as well. It's, a, it's not like, OK, well. You, even if he doesn't play defense, the defender will cover. Well, Edwards is up there almost almost more often than Cabral or Grand Sur. You know, he, he's getting involved in the offense just as much. It's just he's he's hustling back to get there back in position. This is called go listen to my Monday show because it's very well spelled <laughs> out in that. As a matter of fact, tactics, everything. We explain it all to you. We, we looked at different positioning. We looked at how Douglas Costa came into the center of that match and how Greg liked him a little bit in that in that cam role. And with Victor Vasquez out more than likely again this weekend, they need a creativity force. The biggest problem I've seen, and then we're going to talk about this U.S. Open Cup game, the biggest mm. problem I've seen with the LA Galaxy on the offensive side is their creativity side, which is when Vasquez isn't on the field, how do they create chances? And we haven't seen that very well from the Galaxy this year. Um, and okay. so I think getting Costa into that 10, into the center of the field, getting Alvarez and Costa on the field together, while I think there's some defensive issues with that, there's some there's some ways to sort of work around that. That's that's better too. But there needs to be something more on the creativity side. Yeah, and you, I think you see it with Chicharito's reactions. I think he was very animated with the service or lack of service that he was getting. He was pretty frustrated on that night in Nashville, and he he took it out on Dave Romney, unfortunately. So uh, Romney will send him the chiropractic bill after that. But but I I think Vic, Victor Vasquez and um, Douglas Costa and then Efren Alvarez, those are the three players who can put those darting balls, who could put the through balls, put the precise, the ball in the precise spot to give Chicharito an opportunity that, to put it on goal. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're missing. This Victor Vasquez does it all day long again, but the injury concerns and age is just, he's not getting enough of those minutes. When Costa comes on the field, you see it. He he's almost thinking faster than a lot of the other players. Cause he'll dish a ball or he'll try to do a one, two. And then the, you know, other players are lost. They don't know where to run because he's already thinking, you know, two steps ahead and the other players just aren't on the same level or in that same thought process as him. But Costa has that ability and knows where to put it. He doesn't connect as much, but he knows, he knows where to, the intent you could see is there. And that I agree. That is what they're missing. Uh, you know, you're uh, you're eight of wanting a cam. We still haven't, <laughs> still haven't figured it out. <laughs> and every time we talk and every time, yeah. every time we like Greg says that he needs a player, it's like, Oh, defensive midfielder or yeah. a left back. And you're like, Here comes where, a center back. Where's the- I hear there's another center back, you know, in, in the running. I'm like, you, you have to eventually solve that problem. And Vasquez, this is like, this is it last year. I mean, maybe you can get him for one more year, but that is like in a sub role and not anything yeah. else. And it just, it, you start to lose and he's, that. And he, he's, I mean, he's great when he's on the field and he's healthy and he knows exactly where to put that ball. And he, he's lethal, lethal with his service, but he's just, he just, you can't count him to be on the field all the time. 
it's funny because if you look at the Toronto years where Greg really did have some like, you know, like Giovinco, it was, was more of a 10 than anything else. Right. Um, even Pozuelo was more of a 10 than he was in a lot of these ways because he always had a striker playing up above it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the striker, you have Chicha, right? Chicha is the striker. So who's going to be that guy in the midfield? And right now it's Vasquez. And listen, I, you know, Efrain needs to grow into that role, but he's not there yet. Um, yeah. And so that's been, you know, the biggest problem for a lot of this is the creativity wise. Creativity wise is the bigger problem for me. Again, I told expected goals to, to goals is pretty close. So the Galaxy are finishing chances technically that good chances that they get the Galaxy are finishing. Um, they're not always creating those good chances. And that's sort of that's the, the bigger issue. Greg isn't worried about it. Though. I sort of asked him about that today. Um, I'll post the full uh, media call up on the uh, on the website and on YouTube here on Friday morning whenever I get around to it after done uh, recording the show but you can and then you can hear all of the answers and all the things are sort of going there but the creativity wise is a thing Greg says you know what he goes the offense will click he goes I'm not worried we're getting in good spots he goes it's just not 100% there he goes I'd be more worried if we weren't getting in the good spots right and it was yeah, like okay yeah we, we, we were having this conversation a little bit earlier also where I said preseason is actually the most fun because we don't know anything and it's all pure speculation. And so it's it's a lot of fun in that regard. I think that we've had enough of a, a sample size from the Galaxy. I think we know what this team wants to do. Mm-hmm. Like we've set the baseline. We know what, what they can do defensively. We know offensively when it does click, what they can do. And so I think you're right. If they weren't, you know, I, I, if I didn't see the possibility there, I think there'd be cause, cause for concern. But I, I see a lot of great flashes in there. When I watch this team, there's there's a lot of great moments. I'm not watching games and saying, where was the moment? Uh, Chicago being the one outlier there. But yeah. you look, where was the one moment? But even in Chicago, there was the offside goal. So there was something there also. So even that, I'm not not being truthful when I say that. There's a flashes in every single game that this Galaxy team has something. And so that's the exciting thing. We know the baseline. We know what this team can be. And now it's a matter of are they going to live up to expectations or surpass them? Or are they going to, you know, are they who we think they are? <laughs> uh, it was funny because Greg was talking. I asked him to sort of reassess everything of where this team is after, you know, the first eight games and the whole deal. And, and I'll, I'll paraphrase this one, but I, I think he'll probably say it better as he goes there are some things on this team that remind me of what great teams can be, right? Like he's like, there are pieces here that I can, that he goes that I, I can put things. He goes, this team has some of the things that I think great teams have. Right. And he goes, he goes, now it's about living up to that, you know, sort of that ability. Um, and he's right. And that's why I, I sit here. If you go back and flip flop to what this team was last year at the same time, they were winning games, but it was like, wow, look at, I mean, they won again. I mean, we, we come, they won again. I mean, they out they out kicked their coverage. You know, they, yeah. they they figured it out. They figured out a way to steal one back. But you know, the whole deal was they didn't. They weren't the better team, right? And mm-hmm. and if you go and look at most of the games this year, they've been the better team. Um, Correct. And and there were times when I think over the last certainly over the last you know four or five years where you've sat there and you've said the Galaxy are going to get played off the field. I don't believe that there's a team in Major League Soccer right now that will play the LA Galaxy off the field. Just that turn of psychology, psychology, the, the psychological effect that yeah. that has, um, should be something to fans that you should be noticing that I, I feel like my job on this show anymore, Eric is just to provide remembrance of the progress that has already <laughs> been made, um, in what they're just, doing. Yeah. And that was one of those things I was hesitant of. I said, there weren't a lot of roster changes and I was like, so you have to, you know, hope that there's some gelling and that they know each other better and that's going to make up for it because I roster wise, I didn't think this this team made a big enough of a leap, right. but you see that in the way that they're playing, 
you're right. There's no one in the league that I think the Galaxy are scared to play. I would say the only team that maybe makes you feel that way would be like a Seattle. But even we saw what happened when they went away to Seattle. They hung in there. They were in that game. They played better so, than Seattle. They just, yeah, you know, yeah, it was so, so, three set piece goals. <laughs> so so they, were, they weren't totally outclassed there. So I don't think there is a team uh, that, that looks like they're a cut above the LA Galaxy, which last year we said, well, maybe they can steal a point. Maybe right. they, no. they counterattack. If they get lucky, they get the bounces. Maybe they, I, I, don't, I don't see that this year, which is a credit to Greg Vanny and the development of the players from year to year because the roster changes weren't, you know, a huge leap. Right. Uh, so so you, you got to give the players credit for, for figuring each other out. Um, I, I want to, because you just said that, like, okay, so let's go and take a look at some of these games that are coming up. First of all, the game at RSL. Are you afraid of RSL? No, you shouldn't be. You're, but you're, they're kind of, they're kind of sneaky. They're, they are. they're not as bad as their the record looks. They are okay. So then you're going to go to Austin now. Austin's been on a tear, right? Everybody's watched them. They score a ton of goals. They've been doing a ton of good things, and I don't believe them for one second. And I'm not worried about the LA Galaxy going there. I'm not saying they're going to win that game, right? But there's no way that Austin can outplay the LA Galaxy in terms of if the Galaxy are playing well, the Galaxy will be in that game. Right. Well, the, they they outplayed the Galaxy last season. They in did. Austin. And so, but you just hope that they that they have the ability to. But you're right. I I think they can go into Austin. You've seen you've seen cracks in, in Austin. Austin, give them credit. They're they're playing out of their minds. But you see, they're they're beatable. So uh, Dallas, because uh, it's mostly Texas teams in May. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, I've noticed that. Dallas at home. No, there's. I'm not scared of Dallas at home. I don't think the Galaxy I, will be scared of them. Um, Minnesota. So I'm, I'm Minnesota on the homer. Road. Yeah. not being a homer. Right. Of my, uh, Dallas has taken a step up, I think. Stop it. I think they're better Stop than... It. This is not your mom's Dallas. Nope. I'm not saying that they're not... Be, the Galaxy should be able to hang with them. I agree. 100%. But this is not... A, they're not a run-over team. I feel better about the Galaxy over Austin than I do over Dallas. I would feel I would feel more worried about the Minnesota game that's away than I would okay. about the Dallas game that's at home. All True. right? And okay. Then, There's levels to this. You're right. Yes. I'll okay. agree with you there. Okay. Houston at home. They should handle business. Should be a Austin w, yes. at home should be a W. I, Correct. So like you sit here and say, okay, now do that same thing last year. And you're like, well, I mean, that might be a draw. I don't, I, I mean, there's some games in here that you could say, eh, maybe that's a draw just because it's on the road. Or maybe that's a draw just because blah, 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 the whole deal. Um, other than that, I, I think you should feel pretty confident that the yellow galaxy are cap- more than capable of beating every team on this list. And that's not something you could say last year. Um, yeah. Or you look at it from like a points perspective. You know, there's there's uh, six games there. You know, eighteen points. Say, twelve points. Is 12, that unreasonable? 15? That's that's a successful month. You it, know, twelve oh. out of eighteen. You know, so I, I I could totally see that with with the schedule that you have on the screen. Uh, by the or way, had on the screen. Uh, John says uh, John gave us a a seven dollar and fourteen cent super chat. Is that a seven one four reference? Um, I think it might. Yeah. Shout out to Anaheim. Uh, yeah. Uh, or or no, it's number seven, number fourteen. That's a Robbie oh, Keane. Okay, that's a Robbie Keane. Oh, there you yeah. go, number seven. Okay, if the Kino downtown LA print is sitting in a basement, I mean, come on, after two years, time to sell. No, it's not going anywhere, John. <laughs> it's in it's, your office. It's in my office. You I still see go it to work. You yeah, still I see it every day. <laughs> I see it every day. No, not going to happen. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, that's what it is. Let's get to the U.S. Open Cup game now. This game coming up on May 11th. It is at the Orange County Great Park, which I think they call it Soccer Champions uh, Stadium, uh, is the name of the stadium down there now. I was able to reach out to Cal United Strikers FC uh, before the tickets went on sale and sort of understood how that how it was going to go down, although it went down not how they told me, but I understand yeah. whatever they did. That's fine. Um, basically, they started releasing tickets yesterday on Wednesday early in the morning, and then they would shut the link and they would they would let the link stay open for about like 20 or 30 minutes and then they would shut it down and then they would wait till noon and then they opened it for 20 or 30 minutes and they shut it down. 
yeah, there's there's some home cooking probably. You know, you have a a big MLS club, you know, coming to your stadium. If you want to cater to the people who you know are close in the club, that seems like a strategy that you might follow to try to get uh, <laughs> tickets on the way. But shout out to the Discord. If you're not, if you weren't on the Discord, you may have missed out on some of those opportunities. I know there's some people who were, uh, you know, had had their radar up and were able to snag some tickets uh, with some of those openings. Yeah, yeah, they, we we were able to. I think shout out all the different windows on on these things this morning. So. Anyway, uh, tickets are sold out. That was it. There's a little less than 5,000 is what I was told. Uh, they're asking that LA Galaxy fans sit on the east side, by the way. That's all general admission tickets, just letting you know. GA, it's all GA, so you can go and you can sit anywhere you want. Um, but they're asking that, <laughs> that all the I Galaxy think, fans come and sit on the east side. Um, yeah, I think that's very cute that they think that there's only going to be enough Galaxy fans to sit on one side. Oh, it, it'll eventually fill in. I think the, <laughs> the whole idea is that they're, they're worried. Listen... Uh, I was talking to uh, to somebody over at the team and he, and he was saying, he goes, listen, he goes, normally like in some games we've touched almost 2000 people. He goes, we're going to have close to 5000, probably about 5000 people there. He goes, we're going to do our best to handle all that. But clearly it's going to be a lot. That's double what our normal sort of yeah. thing is. So everybody have some patience here and let's go. And, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say everybody has some patience. They, they really could have jacked up the ticket prices. Um, and I asked him, I said, well, why don't you guys, I go, well, you know, how much are tickets? And he says, they're all $20. That's it. He goes, we're not going to do anything. Now I said, I, I said, listen, they could have jacked up the ticket prices. And somebody said, well, their last open cup game, they just charged $12. Well, the, the product on the field is going to increase by a serious amount here. So I think the $8 <laughs> is, is, is no more sort of, uh, you 20 know, bucks is pretty is, solid for, right. for the intimate, intimate environment like that. Uh, uh, that's not bad. And, and to, to the point of, you know, they're trying to kind of control things with fan bases and things like that. Uh, we've talked about the <laughs> what's being dubbed like the Royal Rumble over at SoFi with all the teams, uh, you know, with LAFC and Chivas and Club America. You know, this is not that. This no. is not the fan bases <laughs> coming in with their <laughs> brass knuckles ready to go at it. Everybody's going to get fans are not going to yes. go in there to cause a ruckus. No. And the, I, I don't imagine that the California United Strikers FC Ultras are going to be out for blood that night. I think I think we'll be okay. Should, think, be, should be a good evening. I think everybody's going to have a really fun night. I think it's yeah. going to be a good time. That soccer stadium is so much fun. Under the fun. balloon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, under the under the big orange balloon. Uh, that soccer stadium is just small and intimate and so much fun to go to. And the Galaxy played San Jose there at one point. <laughs> that was a ton of fun if you went to that game. Um, so... This is this is a good time, and I think everybody should expect that. I think it's really cool. Uh, I was told that the owner, um, the owners of of Cal United Strikers FC, um, are are very f- philanthropic in terms of what they're trying to do with the team, and so they're like, we're not going to jack up the ticket prices on our own supporters yeah. or do any or try to the, like hold tickets out so the galaxy the, can't come down and like visit. they're like, yeah. no, we want this. We we can't wait for you guys to come down. That was basically <laughs> yeah. it. That kind of goes. It's against everything that is you know, a Nisa club or one of those lower division clubs, it's accessible, it's hometown. It's, you know, it's, that's, that's what it's all about. And they, they honored that by, by keeping the game, uh, you know, what it is. Now, whenever we go from being philanthropic to being ridiculous, let's talk about some of the things that got highlighted. Um, there was a, a a footy is it footy scran? I think it's at footy, footy scran. scran. Yeah, yeah. Um, tweeted out a picture of the Korean fried chicken and waffle fries at the LA galaxy. Now, Looks delicious. I haven't had it. Looks delicious. Looks like something that I would like. Um, chicken, you know, all sorts of sauce on there, some onions and stuff like that. And then there's waffle fries underneath it. And then they put the price next to it and they put the price at $28. Now, uh, the LA Galaxy retweeted this, apparently, thinking that that was something worthy of being retweeted. Uh, <laughs> I was I was 
actually, I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. We've talked about what sort of goes on in the stadium and how those prices get driven up. We talked about the pupusas that I love. Where's my hat? I should put on my hat. Um, (laughs) We talked about the pupusas that I love uh, with AFJA and and just everything that they're doing and and trying to do. And I've told you that, hey, those those pupusas are $8.50 a piece. And there's no way in any world that a pupusa should be $8.50. But we know that that Levy Restaurants is in charge of everything there and they set the pricing for everything. So everything that gets set in there is an inflated, ridiculous price. Um, and they know that you're captive. They know that they don't have to do that's, much in, in order to do it. it. Yeah. The quality has never been particularly good in, in many of these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now that looks really good. I hope it is that good, Eric, but, and, um, you know, yeah, that from, from what I understand, it is, you know, as good as advertised, you know, it, it is delicious from what people are saying, but at $28, that is a bit rough. Uh, you know, for what you're getting there. And I, and I, I'm with you and that's basically it. They, they have a captive audience. Where else are you going to get a beer? Where else are you going to get a snack? They have you and they know they have you. And that's why, you know, they're, they're charging the premium uh, on that. So it is what it is. And so if you look at some of the, the replies, uh, you know, it's basically what this footy scrans account. It's food, you know, it's mostly Europe and English clubs right. that you see it. But when you looked at the replies, because it has a lot of, you know, English followers, it's just, you know, a lot of sin of jail, criminal, absolutely criminal that they're charging these prices. And so it's kind of funny. This is definitely like I was saying with the, you know, Nisa and, and uh, the lower division teams, the whole idea is accessibility and affordability. So everyone can come and enjoy. And this, it is the complete antithesis of that uh, when we talk about our co- our cookie buckets and uh, you know the our seven twi- eighteen our, our twenty seven dollar <laughs> cookie buckets or twenty two dollars yeah, or whatever it is. our eighteen dollar modelos and and everything it's like okay it is kind of criminal and I think one of the things that stood out the most is one of the replies said you know this is cost more than the ticket to the game and when you look at the duo pack this costs more in two games uh, to, to get into the stadium. So it's kind of incredible. Uh, yeah, you can get into the game at a re- reasonable price, but if you want to eat inside the game, uh, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to be in trouble and you're right. The quality, unfortunately, as much as I love going to Disney, dignity health sports park, I have told you on a Saturday night when the sun's going down, nothing better than a soccer game when the weather's great at night, you know, in Carson at the dignity health sports park. But the food is, is you don't go for the food. You're not going for fine dining, uh, at, at the stadium. And so that's where they let you down. But from what I understand, this is a, you know, if, if you have the money that this is actually a decent meal. And as far as the galaxy replying, I think it's kind of, it's, it's a hot topic. It's trending right now, the footy scrans account. So I think that's why they did it. I don't think it's because they were proud of it. I think they're just, Hey, um, we're, we got mentioned by this account. That's hmm. kind of having a moment right now. By the way, feel the berm says it's good for two people. So I guess if it's $14 per person, you're getting closer. I mean, listen, I go to McDonald's and it's $12 anymore. When did that happen? By the way, when did, when did like going to McDonald's last, and getting last some, year, like chicken nuggets <laughs> and some French fries become, uh, oh, become yeah, you're tw- not what? Twelve dollars and something like that. See now, I don't like this because now we're turning into the old guys. Yeah, I am old. Yeah, I am old. Because like, I, I, my grandpa used to give me five dollars, and I used to go and eat like a king at McDonald's. And now I, I, I can get a, a, you know, maybe an ice cream cone if I'm lucky, you know, with that five bucks. So. Yeah, but we're not going to be those guys. We're not going to be those guys. Uh, <laughs> one of our listeners hit us up on Facebook. Kirk says, uh, listener question, can you discuss the history behind this? And he shows a picture of Kobe Jones, 
or excuse me, of, of the 2000 LA Galaxy team at the Rose Bowl. Um, and Kobe Jones had tweeted out and said, last time MLS club won CONCACAF, it's MLS history. And he's showing basically this picture, uh, which is uh, the LA Galaxy as CONCACAF champions. Now, uh, Kirk asked us for just a, a brief history lesson on this. He goes, was the format different? Why do people not consider this the first time MLS won CONCACAF? Am I wrong? Or are most people saying Seattle would be the first team to do it? I'll take my answer off the air. I was like that first time, long time. I'll take my answer <laughs> off the air. Um, so we were talking about this beforehand. It is. It was a different format. Eric, why don't you tell people? Because you you, yeah. you you looked it up again. And I knew the general story, but you you, yeah. you had a little more specifics on I it. Had, I had to confirm. I, I wasn't sure if it was 2000 or 2001, but it was 2000, the 2000 CONCACAF Champions Cup. So they won that that iteration of the competition. So when what you'll hear the talking heads say now is that no MLS team has won the CONCACAF Champions League. And that is correct because that version of the competition as it's been going, an MLS team has not won. But that doesn't mean that there hasn't been previous competitions of CONCACAF teams that play each other and champions that play each other. The Galaxy have won a previous version of that competition. So why this is a bit of a rub is you see this happen in Europe as well. There's the UEFA Champions League right now. And so you can say how many teams have won the UEFA Champions League. And then so you might not count some of these more historic clubs. And right. I know this happens like in Portugal as well. Like Benfica has some European championships. You know, they don't they haven't technically won Champions League, but they're not going to say that they haven't won Europe. They have won Europe when Eusebio was there, you know, in the 60s. You know, they're, they're, they're going to say they have a European championship, even though it's they technically haven't won the UEFA Champions League. So that's exactly what's happening here. An MLS team has not won the quote unquote CONCACAF Champions League, but they have won you know, the CONCACAF, uh, you know, Champions Cup, which was a previous iteration of the tournament. Now, to be fair, it was a little bit of a different tournament way, format. Way different. It was yeah, only eight teams. Uh, it was They were all played, in, all the games were played in Los Angeles. Uh, when you look at the teams that the Galaxy beat, they beat uh, Real España of Honduras, they beat DC United, and then they beat Olympia of Honduras in the final. So they didn't even play uh, a Mexican opponent. You know, Pachuca and Toluca were both in that tournament. Alahuayan. <laughs> you, you jump in. You always Alo say that one, Yes. Yeah, you, you practiced that one. I did. You know, from Costa Rica. They, they were in the tournament as well. So only eight teams, a little bit of a different format. But nonetheless, you can only play who's in front of you. Some of those games were played at uh, Cal State Fullerton, Titan Stadium there. Uh, and then the final, of course, at the Rose Bowl. Uh, and that's where you see that photo that's up on the screen there. So a little bit of history lesson. They, an MLS team has not won CONCACAF Champions League, but they have won a CONCACAF Champions competition. Yeah, it's... Uh... <sighs> it's one of those those things. I mean, when you look at it, the the competition is is a lot more now. It, it's a real it's a real tournament now. Um, certainly with uh, the different legs and sort of how it goes, and it never hits right in MLS. But um, you know, Seattle has a chance. And listen, <laughs> it looked like a, a Mexican team finally got Concacaf in Concacaf, and so um, you know, hey, all interesting. It's all tied up. It'll go back to Seattle, and they'll get a chance to play for it. I mean, you know, yeah. coin flip now, and and that's really that's one of the better positions that uh, that. Uh, that clubs have been in. Remember, RSL almost won it. Uh, they were in a final, and that was, what was that, 2009 or something like that? that sounds or, about right, yeah. Or 2010, 2011, somewhere in there, whenever the Galaxy were were winning <laughs> championships, but not, say, we don't not talk doing about well those years. in, yeah, in we the We don't CCL. talk about the loss to RSL, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, it, just really interesting times for, for all of that. Uh, when we look at the standings, obviously LA galaxy, um, doing well in the Eastern conference, Philadelphia is uh, top there, Philadelphia, New York, Orlando, Atlanta. Um, those are your top four teams. And if we head over to the Western conference, we can see that it's LAFC, Austin, LA, and Dallas 
Galaxy will play Dallas. Galaxy will play Houston. Galaxy will play Austin. Galaxy will play Minnesota. All those teams are above the line right now. Um, and so uh, it's going to be a, an interesting next six or seven games for the LA Galaxy as they get ready to go. So we look at Supporters Shield standings. Galaxy are in fourth, uh, just behind Philadelphia. Uh, LAFC is number one, 19 points. Now, uh, again, if LAFC is the best team in the league, which you can look at some of the teams that they've played so far and say maybe they haven't played a very strict uh, schedule so far, that'll come eventually. Um, they'll <coughs> they'll finally uh, settle out, but I don't think they have to play Chicago like in Chicago. So you know, there's a draw that that definitely would have been a draw because nobody scores on Chicago because they put 27 people in front of the net and the grass, <laughs> the grass. is seven inches long. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the revelation for me is the grass. I was like, it's actually a smart move. Yeah, yeah. The old Notre Dame move. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so so you do that, but um, then you say, okay, head to head, the LA Galaxy were, were you know uh, were able to outdo quote unquote the best team in Major League Soccer. Um, so keep that in mind as it goes and try to, as we're trying to form your opinion of the LA galaxy and sort of where they stand, uh, in this league coming up LA galaxy versus real salt Lake. This game is a 1230 PM, uh, start time on TV. It's uh univision and of course, TUDN and Twitter. So you can find it in a bunch of different places there, which is good. Cause I'll be in Colorado and I was worried I was going to get blocked <laughs> out of the game because Colorado is technically RSL's territory as well. And so it's like, oh, root I didn't sports. Even think about that. Yeah. yeah. And so I can get blocked. I've had that happen before. Um, where you could get uh, blocked for the game. But anyway, that's where you can find it. Kickoff time is 1250. So 20-minute lead-in um, on this particular one. So April 30th coming up on Saturday. Uh, just to give you an idea of what the weather is going to look like, uh, the it's supposed to be on Saturday, a low of 45, a high of 67. It's supposed to rain on Friday. It's supposed to rain on Sunday. It's not supposed to rain on Saturday. So I think it actually should be really sort of mild weather for for what you'd expect from it closer to the 45 obviously whenever you're getting into the night um yeah. but it's not at the night it's 12 30 so it's going to be closer to the 67 <laughs> so yeah even that um, yeah but still it's where you hit him with a yeah but still. <laughs> yeah but still um so that's a that's an interesting sort of take on that as well uh we've talked about rsl we've sort of talked about uh, a little bit about where they sit uh three two and four 13 points they're two oh and one at home they've only played three games at home eric so that's mm -hmm. something to keep in mind whenever you look at their overall record because they're one two and three on the road uh seven points from home games six points from away games but they played six uh away games and only three home games so um that sort of gives you an idea. The yeah. Galaxy are 23-8-12 and 12 against them right now, and uh, RSL is 6th in the Western Conference, ninth in the Supporter Shield. And that, that's why I was saying they're a little bit sneakier than how they look, because you look at the schedule and say, man, they're, they're winless in five, uh, six if you include the U.S. Open Cup. They lost to the Northern Colorado Hailstorm, so it's like, man, RSL's in bad shape. So somebody, look, somebody said the Hailstorm has, has like less than 10 games played together yeah. professionally. Yes. Yeah, so so you think, okay, well, this should be you know an easy win, but then you look at their record, it's like, well, they really only have two losses. They have a bunch of draws, you know, and they have wins earlier on in the season. So maybe this isn't uh, an easy as a game as it looks on paper. You know, a win puts them level with the LA Galaxy on points. So it's just one of those things. They're not there's not a big a chasm between the LA Galaxy and RSL they're, on, they're, on the standings. On the but, standings, yeah. But when we talk, when you look at their roster, you look at you know you know the ability. I think the Galaxy look to be the better team. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, can they go away, you know, with the altitude? Cause that's always a concern when you head there. And is, is that going to be a factor or are they going to be able to handle their business? Uh, let's see the, 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 the factors that come into this, right? This game is a weird one and it's always a weird one. First of all, we know RSL field very hard ball bounces like it's on turf. Yeah. Um, then you're at altitude as well. And so that's an issue. So your lungs are going to be burning after about 40 minutes playing that game. You're going to be dead. 
um, playing in that. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that come in to make these games always more difficult. And as we remember what happened last year, um, Anderson Julio and his nice little strike at the death in order to take three, uh, that was rough. Uh, to take uh, two points away from the LA Galaxy, because yeah. basically, or, or a point, because I think the Galaxy were going to get a draw, and it was like, okay, you got to draw the whole deal, and then Anderson Julio scores from some ridiculous, and, he, that little know. pop up over the head. It was such a great finish. Such we, a great we really, finish. yeah, and we really could have used that point at the end of the season. Yeah, that that one could have been it. <laughs> that one could have been it. Um, but you know, then RSL probably shouldn't have cheated in their last game too. So also you know, true. hey, you know, it's hey, referees, don't worry about it. You guys are great. Um, Zach McMath is starting, has been starting all their games in goal with uh, Ochoa injured. So that's sort of one of those interesting things. Krylak, uh, who I consider, I think on this roster as it sits, probably their yeah. best player is questionable right now. Um, against going against the LA Galaxy. So. Yeah, he hasn't seen as many minutes as because that's a player that normally you would have circled when you're playing RSL. It's like, okay, let's keep an eye on Krylak, but he hasn't had the minutes, and so he's not uh, 100%. So that's a positive thing for the LA Galaxy. You know, another area concerned, Bobby Wood up front. You yep. know, the only positive thing, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, 2015, so you don't have to worry about that Bobby Wood. It's it's the Bobby Wood of 2022. And then you look at another one of their, their top scorers is uh, Tate Schmidt, yeah. You a Tate Schmidt fan? Yeah, I, who? Yeah, Tate I know. Schmidt. It's, they're one of their top scorers. So yeah. it's one of those things. If you didn't know who that was, that's that's one of their top scorers. So again, when you look at the roster and you look at the Galaxy's roster, it's like okay, there's there's a chasm there. Maybe it's not in the standings, but the Galaxy this this is a beatable team for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, it, it should. With be. no disrespect to Tate Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, you know, I don't know if he well, has a brother, but I don't give two Schmidts about about <laughs> if they do or not. Oh, nice. Thank you. Um, that was rehearsed. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, Bobby <laughs> Wood has two goals. Tate Schmidt has two goals. So you're not talking about guys who are setting the league on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the assist leader are, are Chang and, and Ruiz in there, and they have two assists each. So again, not setting the league on fire. Uh, Krylak, uh, Justin Miram. You know, there's some guys and there's some names on here where you're still like, I know those guys. They're um, galaxy killers. Justin yeah. Miram. Yeah. Rusnak, uh, by the way, I, I thought for sure the Seattle would loan him back to RSL for this game, but uh, that, yeah. so far hasn't happened yet. So um, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Um, you know, the last win that RSL had was against Nashville. Uh, the last win the LA Galaxy had was against Nashville. Just, you know, RSL's win came in, in another month. Um, yeah. Basically, <laughs> they, they haven't won since, since that. I was at 319. Yeah, I think it's 319. Sure. Yeah, 319 uh, and a 2-1 win. Uh, they scored early on a corner kick versus Nashville. So they do have that ability. I'm not saying that they are a large team. They are not. And so I think they're vulnerable on the reverse on set pieces. Mm -hmm. I think the galaxy have the ability to break them down. I think the big bodies with Derek Williams and Sega Koulibaly are going to cause problems for them down the middle. Bobby Wood is not a big dude. Um, so if you're going to put him up there and try to bang bodies against Derek Williams, the second cool ball, like they should be able to ha- handle that. No problem. Uh, Julian Araujo, you would expect would be, um, somebody who's good in this game, just being able to get up on the wings. I think the galaxy are going to be able to have a lot of possession. I think they're going to have to be careful in transitions. Um, I was going to say this, this is exactly the same issue that we've had. <laughs> and that's actually the part that makes me nervous. I feel like the galaxy should be able to take it to RSL, but then you think if it's another one of those games like Nashville, like Chicago, like Orlando, where they have a lot of possession and RSL just kind of sits back and waits for the counter, then the galaxy, you know, may struggle a little bit, especially the longer, the longer the game went on, uh, you know, at home versus Nashville, there, the crowd was willing them there. They didn't have altitude. They didn't have a tough surface. So the, the, it was in their favor, you know, to keep attacking and pressing. But the longer it goes on at RSL, not at home, 
not on a great surface at altitude, then it's going to be harder and harder. So I think an early start is going to be crucial for the Galaxy in this game. Yeah, it, it, and listen, it has been crucial for them all <laughs> all this year. I, I think when RSL scores first, that they're able to dictate a lot of what they do. It's like, like any team that you score first, it, it changes things. Um, you know, playing in a 4-2-3-1, uh, which having six sort of dedicated stoppers in there, um, it, it's something. It's something to have to break down. It's something to have to try to go through the center of the field. But the Galaxy are actually better going around the wings anyway. So whenever you look at Herrera and Brody sort of on the outside wings. And listen, they did well against Portland. Uh, Greg Vanny sort of mentioned it today, and we'll, we'll play that audio here in just a second. But uh, Greg was sort of saying, listen, he goes, after the game against Portland, he goes, they were satisfied. Like, you could tell RSL was like, we did what we came to do. Yeah. And of course, this was after, like you said, losing to New York City 6 nothing um, on yeah. that postage stamp of a field. What a horrible game that was. <laughs> um, and then you, losing the U.S. Open Cup game, and then yeah. they went away to, to Portland, and they sort of stopped the bleeding. So there was confidence gained in that 0-0 draw against Portland. Uh, Vanny was sort of saying, but how much confidence? And I, <laughs> I think that's an, that's an interesting sort of take to, to hear from a, 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 a coach on this. Um, so, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's almost like we got him right where we want him because then, okay, the – 6-0 loss, I don't care what the surface is like. When you have a 6-0 loss, there's something wrong with the team chemistry or the player. There, there's something off. Losing to you know the Northern Colorado Hailstorm, hail that's a problem as well. And you think, oh, maybe they got a little bit of their mojo back. So maybe they get this false confidence. So I think that's what I understand Greg Vanny's interpretation is that, okay, they think that they're good, but they're still – completely full of holes and that's where you attack them and rip them apart they they are not a consistent team uh here's greg vanny talking about uh rsl so let's hear uh the coach's preview i think they're a dangerous team again i mean they they came off of a really difficult two results uh last week and then they went on the road and were a little more conservative a little more compact um they allowed uh Portland more of the ball, which is a strategy that teams use against Portland at times. They used it. Um, they had a great chance at the end to come away 1-0. They didn't. But I felt like when I saw them, their reaction at the end of the game, they got what they wanted, which was they didn't give up anything, and they were they felt like they protected themselves pretty well coming off of a you know a stretch in which they hadn't done so well at doing that. So um, you know the question is how much confidence did they get out of this last game how expansive do they feel like they want to be at home it's always a difficult place to play no matter what uh so how aggressive will they be versus you know how will they will they sit in a mid-low block these kinds of things are things we have to to read as the game is happening but they have players who can who can make plays uh and and they're going to always have a strong mentality to compete that's just that's um pablo's mo is just he's, he gets the guys ready to work, ready to compete, difficult to play against. You know, if, if some of the things happen or don't happen on the attacking side, they'll still be difficult to play against. So we've got to, you know, we've got to take the game as it comes to us and, and uh, try to put it in our vision, but we've, we've got to be able to also protect ourselves and manage the game appropriately in, in Salt Lake, which is always a challenge. All right, there we go. Eric, did you have time for 538? Did you look that up? I did. I okay. did. I was just trying to double check to see if uh, Pablo Mascherini, he hasn't had the mustache for a while. He used to have a, a top tier mustache. So that was the research that I was doing while we were oh, listening okay. to the Vanny call. But I, I was <laughs> gonna say, 
I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not a Go huge ahead. fan of Pablo's, by the way. I think that he usually has one good year out of a team, and then he kills it. Uh, and I think he had a good year last year, and it's it's he's he's killed it yeah, again. And so we'll see if that plays out. And knowing knowing playing oh. against the Galaxy, RSL usually shows up against LA, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. What does 538 say? 538 ha- has this one pretty even. It has RSL with a 37% chance to win, the LA Galaxy with a 35% chance to win, and then a 28% chance for a draw. So when you look at the full slate, of MLS matches. That's what I like to do. The Galaxy actually have the third best road odds. Uh, you know, they're only uh, Austin at Houston has a higher percentage, and then the Red Bulls at Chicago have a higher percentage. But other than that, there's no other away team that's as close to the LA Galaxy, according to 538. So to me, I looked at it as a good sign. You look at Bovada as well. Um, you know, you have R- RSL at plus 160, uh, the LA Galaxy at plus 175. So pretty really close. Even. Yeah. Pretty yeah. close. You know, it's, it's pretty much a pick 'em. They do expect. One of them to win, you know, a draw is plus two twenty, so they're not expecting a draw. Um, but but it's pretty even. It's just pick who who's going to end up uh, successful on the night. And I, I tend to agree. I think if you were betting on it, it I could see it going either way. Uh, but but I, I would take the odds on the Galaxy, even though RSL are just slight 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 favorites on five thirty eight and and the betting sites. That's what's giving them the edge. Is that they're at home? That's the only thing Absolutely. that's giving that's them the, the edge. Thing. If, if this gets played neutral field, the Galaxy are favorites. If this gets Correct. played at home, the Galaxy are heavy favorites, right? And so Correct. you you look at those and sort of take those in listen i mean i i want to see this galaxy team do the things they're supposed to do which is get into this game control the match create chances and finish goals and be clinical about it and not waste energy you want to waste energy at altitude you're going to have problems um and so this is this is a chance for greg to one use his bench with five changes he's able to do that that means jovalich can come in and play that means that cabral comes off the bench and can play as well that means that you can get guys in there possibly like sasha question into the second half you can really do some things that i think could be beneficial down the road for this la galaxy team remember they're two away games now right so you're going to go on the road to rsl on the road to austin home for that uh, u.s open cup game yep. um and then another home game after that i forget who dallas. yeah yeah dallas, dallas. Yeah. that's yeah that's the dallas game yeah. um and- yeah yeah, so I, I was going to say, Darren brought up the point that I was actually looking to bring up uh, with RSL is the Galaxy, and we were talking about what's the jump that they've made from the last couple seasons to this season. And I think the Galaxy, in recent years, they've shown up for a game or two, and then they play a you know quote-unquote lower-level opponent, and they play down to their level and let the other team either win the game or they just don't put away their chances against that team. I think if... The Galaxy are for real, and I think we've had enough kind of a, of a, a sample size to see, okay, we kind of know what the Galaxy are trying to do. If they are going to be for real this season, then they have to win the games against the teams that are struggling and the teams that are below them. And so I think this is where we're going to find out. A road game against a team that is beatable, can they – Get the job done because I think that's where you're going to when we talk about making the playoffs and making a run, it's beating the teams that you're supposed to be. And then the teams where you're close or the, you know, the, the higher ranked teams, if you keep it close and, and you make it respectable, you can live with that. But the teams that you should be, that's that's where you kind of you you make your bread and butter and where, where you where you make your money or whatever phrase you want to use right. uh, for, for that. But I think I think this is a, a, one of the one of the early tests for the L.A. Galaxy. Can they beat a team that's beatable on the road? Uh, I, I think they can. I, I can see them walking away victorious from this game. By the way, I love a point here as well because it closes out a month in which they were they they really had a successful. Yes, I agree with the three points. But if you're in control of the match, you're doing everything, and it just maybe things just aren't going your way towards the end of that, and you just decide to fold fold up shop and be like, last ten minutes we're playing for the draw because I. But so the point is more important than trying to win that game. Ah, yeah. I'm, 
you're right in the in the in, in the, the overall scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things. Over, over time you know okay you know let's wrap it up we've played 80 minutes we weren't able to find our goal let's protect this one point and get you know and get out of dodge but you know if, if this team is beatable I, I just think this is these are the games that the the greats when you think about the good teams and the teams that make runs they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat and i think the galaxy on paper should be able to beat this team uh it seems that way the galaxy have won three of their last four matches all in the, the upper division there, keeping clean sheets in each of the last two. The Galaxy haven't kept three straight, kept three straight clean sheets in MLS play in almost six years since doing it uh, in July of 2016 against Vancouver, Seattle, and Houston. I thought that was an interesting one. Um, the other one is that the uh, the Galaxy kept their second straight clean sheet in their win over Nashville on Saturday and their fourth overall this season. The Galaxy have allowed six goals this season with only three teams allowing fewer and just one of those, just one, has been from open play, uh, the fewest open play goals allowed in MLS this season. That's something that that it's uh, impressive. That I, I hope that I meant to share this. And I don't know if it, I'm sure it came across in one of the calls that I published, but you never know 100% if if that's where it is. But there's little things like this that Galaxy players start to hang their hats on, right? And so there's there, there's something like, well, we're keeping clean sheets. Well, we've only allowed one goal from the run of play, and then it becomes a thing. We're not allowing a goal from the run of play. Like yeah. it's not happening. And you know, even set pieces, like we're going to be better on set pieces than they have been, right? So there's been a whole bunch of things that have sort of happened that they're hanging their head on. I was talking to Raheem Edwards, and I said, you know, Raheem, this was after he got his fifth assist, right? I said, you know, you got your fifth assist tonight, and he goes, oh, did did they count that as an assist? And I'm like, nice. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I go, I go, you passed it in, and then it came in through, and I go, so yeah, you're going to get the hockey assist on it, the the second one, and he's like. He goes, you think so? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he was like pumped <laughs> that he got the fifth assist. Like he wants to be the league leader in assists. He That's wants awesome. to be that guy. These are the little things, again, that you start to hang your hat on. That you start to project out. And it's like Chicharito pretends like he doesn't have individual goals. And I think on the whole, he's a very big team player. But you know that he likes being at the top of the golden boot yeah. race. Ch- Chicharito, I, I love the guy. He's, he's, a, he's a goddamn liar. You know, he, he's a great politician and he, he, he says exactly what he's supposed to say, but he wants to score in every game. You see it with the frustration. You see it when he maybe takes a shot when he, you know, he should pass. That's what good strikers do. He wants to, he wants to win the golden boot. He wants to be the league leader, but of course he knows how to interview. He knows how to say the right thing, but he, he's lying to all of us through his teeth when he says he doesn't have those individual goals. Yeah, uh, he absolutely is. Uh, again, just a, a shout out to uh, the LA galaxy going to real salt Lake game at Rio Tinto stadium. It's on Univision, uh, TUDNA and Twitter, uh, April 30th, 2022, 12:30 PM is TV time. 12:50 PM is your kickoff time. So a 20 minute lead in on all that stuff. All right. Uh, uh, do you want to get to your predictions? Let's go. You start. All right. Kevin Cabral brace. It's time. Uh, 2-0 LA Galaxy. Is, is he coming in <laughs> off the bench? Because I would imagine yeah, that sure. he's, he's, yeah. he's not uh, starting there. Off the bench. I, I, we had the comparisons to him Boateng and then the, the RSL killer. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm saying the Galaxy 2-0 being facetious with my, uh, my Cabral brace. But okay. I, they should be able to walk away. 2-0. I think the clean sheet. It's important to to Jonathan Bond. It's important to them. I think they could they can get a clean sheet in uh, in RSL. 
Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be like one nothing. It's not going to be as exciting. I think the Galaxy are going to do a lot to clog the middle of the field. I think that RSL is going to have trouble controlling the center of the field. Um, I think that Chicharito finds some spaces and some open areas. As much as and Greg talked about like the mid-low block that they could possibly play, they're not a very they're not as good of a low block team as some of the, as Nashville is or Chicago is, right? And so there's going to be holes there. So uh, overload of that side. And again, if it sits for too long, Jovalich is going to come in and reprise that role. Greg knows where to put him now in terms of being in that half space on that sort of edge wing. Don't doubt for a second that he would go exactly back to that again. <laughs> go to that well again and give him, yeah. you know, maybe the last 15 minutes if they need to sort of open something up as long as Greg is comfortable with sort of where the galaxy are at. I think in a perfect world, it's the, feeling out the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in a perfect world, the galaxy score in the first 30 minutes. They get a one nothing lead. Uh, they knock one in sort of on the other side of halftime, which gives them two nothing. You pull Chicha in the 75th minute and you give you give Jovalich a chance oh. to just run through for the last 15 minutes. I was going to say you're, you're smoking a victory cigar in the 75th minute at that point. <laughs> right. And, and that's, I mean, that's what needs to start happening. The, the fact that Chicha is going to have a lot of minutes on his legs throughout the season means that Jovalich has to play for him. Um, and that has to start happening. And so the galaxy need to put themselves in positions to start managing Chicha's minutes. Um, and the same thing goes with, you know, Vasquez, the same thing goes with, uh, Costa. Costa. And yeah. Yep. The guys who you have to manage minutes are, you're going to have to start doing it. Greg is aware of it. He already tipped it off in this. He says, there's a lot of minutes coming and he sees it and he knows it. Um, and that open cup game is going to be part of that. It's going to be a B team. Absolutely a B team. It's going to be the guys who didn't play the week, you know, the game, the, the couple days before, uh, whenever they go to the open cup game and that's going to be okay. So, um, and Yeah. And if you're someone who likes the underdogs and you want to see the Johnny Perez's and the Daniel Aguirre's, you know, get their minutes, then you that's what you want. Because not only do you sub, you know, Chicharito off for for Dayan, but then you give those, you know, younger players those opportunities with the bright future, get them the minutes and the games that count and that matter and that, you know, games that you have to grind out. That's the experience that you want those guys to get. You don't want them, you know, of course, open cup. You're, you're going to give them those minutes, but you want them with MLS competition in a difficult situation on the road. That That's where you want to see those young guys play. And so uh, I'm right on board there with you. Making a Jovalich like sub late into the game. Uh, it's Herb. Herb comes in with a $20 and 22 cents super <laughs> chat. Uh, Sugar Daddy Herb back in. Glad to have you, Herb. Glad you could stop by a little bit. He says, hey, Josh. Hey, Hammer. Late to the show. How much of this goes to Hammer and his hype pregame video? None of it. I mean, really? I was, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I all I saw is that I now have a budget, so uh, <laughs> I have a wardrobe budget for, for the next for, video. For, for That's all bucks. I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, YouTube <laughs> takes a lot of that, so uh, just remember that part of it. But yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna work on all, all that stuff. So, all right. That's where we sit. LA Galaxy uh, heading off to RSL, uh, a fairly standard week that gets busy whenever it goes to the next weekend, right? So after the Austin game, it's the Austin game. It's the Open Cup game. It's home to Dallas. That's when things start to get busy. This is the last sort of normal week uh, here. And, and, and I believe there's a break between there's they play this weekend and then there's a week break and then they get Austin after that. No, there's not. No, no, because it's, it's May 11th is the game. And so really we have the 30th, right? They, and then, oh, yeah, then they play right. Austin and then it'll you're go. Right. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's just you're math. Right. You, Sorry. It's, you, it'll be okay. It's, there it's, is a break it's, coming. It's in it's June. It's the end of April and then beginning of May. I feel like I skipped days, but you know. yeah, no, 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 you're, you're good. It's, uh, it's not like I deal with math for a living. No big deal. Yeah. It's not, not a big problem. Um, all right. Uh, so that's where we sit. The LA galaxy, uh, off to RSL this weekend. If you're going there, uh, shout out to some of the discord users. I know they're, they're headed there and there's some people who live in, uh, in, in salt Lake as well that are headed to that game as, as galaxy fans. So 
that'll be fun. Uh, everybody be safe if you're doing that. And uh, we'll be back here on Monday. Hammer, anything else you want to talk about? No, just uh, f- find a viewing party. You know, a big shout out to the supporters groups, Angel City Brigade, LA Riot Squad. I know uh, Galaxy Outlaws. They've been doing a lot of fun events, uh, you know, with the fans. So uh, if you're looking for a place to watch the game, n- no better place than to watch it uh, with fellow like-minded LA Galaxy fans. So look out for those supporter groups for those viewing parties. Uh, Darren says uh, the Bond kit, the COG kit, still working on the COG kit. We're working on that. We're getting up some some samples made up. So that's coming. Uh, the Bond kit was told May, June. So May is May There's, is approaching. So I, I, hope, I have a feeling it's towards the end of May. Yeah. Um, and I hope they have enough. Those are going to fly off because the kit is great. The goalie kit this season is great. Is great looking already. And then the fact that people want the Bond kit, I, they're they're going to those things are going to fly off the shelves. I don't remember a kit even with Jaime Pinedo. I do not remember no, a, goalie a goalie kit, kit wanting to fly out the shelves as much as it does with Jonathan Bond. So yeah. I'm I'm I am there for it. I am, yeah, I am I, willing and ready. We'll have him on the show yeah. whenever it happens. <laughs> I, let's just say I'm not kicking myself that I didn't uh, jump on the David Bingham kit when uh, while they were available. Yeah, yeah. Just let that one slide by, huh? Like a lot of the goals he he was trying to <laughs> hey, stop. There just it let is. it slide right by. Uh, what a great way to finish. Ah, uh, uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right, as always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com. You can find all of our podcasts. You can find all of our YouTube videos. All that fun stuff is right there, ready and willing for you. So give these videos a like, subscribe, tell your friends about them. Let's grow this community. Join our Discord server. We would always like to enjoy you to join in on the conversation. All right, for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.